0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Keikados. And I'm your host,
1: Erin Carlson. we release releasing an episode for you every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour.
0: And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show.
1: And be sure to follow us at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of our favorite cocktail concoctions.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to the 18th episode of season four. For this week's cocktail, we are so excited to be featuring Antonelli, also known as drunk Dine in on Instagram. She shared with us her favorite cocktail creation, the margarita. Take it away, Antonelli. Hey there, I'm Antonelli from Drunk Night In, and I've been bartending since I was 18 years old. When I first started, I was definitely exposed to the marvelous side of bartending, and I've always loved doing it. I bartended throughout college and even bartended while studying abroad. Now that I'm working a nine to five, I want to elevate young professionals and really people from all age groups, from drinking Walmart wines and twisted
1: teas to sophisticated mocktails and cocktails. My favorite cocktail by far,
0: I just keep going back to the margarita. I just love the different variations of margarita. I love how you can have it on the rocks and as a slush or frozen. Um, But right now I love the Sunday margarita, which is just a classic margarita. And then you top it off with red wine. I feel like you get the best of both worlds with your tequila and wine.
1: And who doesn't love a good margarita? So grab your marg and let's look up at the stars for a reading with one of the worlds and one of our favorite astrologers. Welcome back to this week's episode. We are very excited to welcome Kyle Thomas, who is a world-renowned astrologer. He does everything from pop culture, celebrities, to love, to sex, literally everything. And let me just give you a brief statement of where his work has been featured. Cosmopolitan, Bustle, Elite Daily, Marie Claire, Yahoo News, MSN, and so many more. His work has definitely crossed paths with your life before. And, okay, fun facts, he's also one of the official astrologers for astrology.com and horoscope.com, and he currently lives in Los Angeles, and he works as an astrologer, a celebrity life coach, and he is an author. Kyle, welcome to Welcome. Sipping.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to chat with you today.
1: Yay! so, okay. First and foremost, I know I blabbed on about you, but just give everybody a rundown of who you are. And also, I'm really curious to know about kind of how you got into this field. Um, I know on your website you talked about like recognizing like your talents and stuff from a young age. So, talk a little bit about that and then how that led to like a full time career.
2: Totally. Well, you did such a wonderful job of checking out my bio. So, you know, certainly, you know, I've written for publications all over the world. I've had my work translated in multiple languages. I work with people all over the world every single day. And I feel like I'm living a dream come true in many ways. And so it is so exciting to be able to do what i do and to you know do it at the level that i do i actually just filmed a major television debut this past weekend so what
1: amazing yeah so
2: my my career is even moving into you know more expansive ways which all was obviously predicted in my charts (laughs) and so and it's crazy though because like i said like When I first began, you know, learning astrology, and I've been really involved in this sort of world since I was like eight years old. And so to give you a little backstory of that is so I grew up and I was highly intuitive. And so I would be able to, you know, read people or to even look at out into the stars you know at like tent sleepovers with my neighbors and things like that mm-hmm. and intuitively be able to interpret what the messages that the universe were saying for each individual person so let's just say my parents didn't really love that because they were like <laughs> don't do it it's creepy it's weird but i was i was always really connected to this sort of spiritual and esoteric world and so what i did as i grew was i wanted to ground my knowledge in concrete and mathematical and tangible ways mm. that were more, like I said, you know, succinct because that way yeah. I can explain, you know, more about what's going on in someone's life or my life rather than saying, you know, oh, I'm getting this pink aura. And I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, by looking at what these transits of the planets are doing, that really allows us to make predictions, but also to create the life that we that we really want to. And so that is what I really push within my brand is, you know, utilizing the stars to create your life, to live the life of abundance and ultimately to get everything that is in your heart so yeah that's kind of what led me to be here now
1: so like for someone like me I know Ioana is much more well-versed in that stuff and what you do I'm like one of the people that like oh you know like you read like a horoscope in the back of a magazine like every once in a while um but like what is astrology and what does an astrologer do
2: Totally. So astrology is the art form that allows you to make predictions about a person's personality as well as when key life events are going to take place depending on the placement of the stars. So obviously the natal chart is really important when I'm looking at any sort of individual session with a client because I'm going to be able to see from your date, time, and place of birth, all of the important factors that make you you and make you beautiful and unique and mm-hmm. entirely different than anyone that's ever lived before or ever will again. And so by taking that information, I'm able to really learn a lot about all of the nuances that exist inside of you, you know, the way that you present yourself, which would obviously be your ascendant or your rising sign, which is extremely important and often overlooked. And then, you know, certainly we can look at where your Venus is, where your, your where your moon sign is. And the most popular sort of horoscope online is certainly the sun sign. And I do give a lot of credit to the sun sign, no matter what, because it is the sun is the most powerful force in our solar system. Without its energy and its light, we wouldn't be who we are. So it's the very I am energy. It's what allows us to shine. And so that's why even just reading your, your sign horoscope, you can still get a lot of information about the tangible things that are going on. You know, so from that, that's really, you know, like I said, how I'm going to work with a client and talk about, You know when's the right time to move towards love or to you know pursue a new job but then there is also destiny that is inscribed in the chart because i can say wow you know you have your saturn in your seventh house or you have your saturn in this place or you know all of these different beautiful alignments which even if they sometimes feel like challenges i do believe that we can learn from them and persevere Mm -hmm. and, and step into our power by really understanding the whole comprehensive nature of what makes us unique and, and 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 individuals. So yeah, that's just kind of, I know I went on the tangent there, but yeah, I mean, that's what I really focus on with the the natal chart.
0: So kind of going off of that, what is a natal chart exactly? And you kind of talked about Venus and Mercury and kind of your sun sign. What are those different signs as well as what do they they mean? It can be totally. brief. I know we could really dive into that
2: yeah so the way that i kind of make it very general generalized for people to understand is that it's a blueprint of where the stars were at your exact moment of birth and from that i can talk about like i said the factors that make you you but also when things are likely to happen and that's where i really kind of focus on the predictive as well as the productive aspects of astrology because. You know, I can look at the patterns in X, Y, Z of when these things are likely to manifest. But you also have free will. So by you knowing and consulting with an astrologer or even your weekly horoscope, you know when it's a good time to strike and move towards, you know, certain things strategically. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, very very curi- I'm very curious. I'm
1: very curious. <laughs> Go ahead. <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
2: Well, you mentioned um, basically like the the some of the br- the brief aspects of your your chart. So your rising sign and your ascendant is how you per you, you are perceived by other people. It's how you you know kind of enact your your life. You go about creating your life. It's the like roughly like the nine a.m. part of the chart. It's the beginning of the chart. Your sun sign is your vitality, your life force. It's very closely tied to your identity as well. And then your moon sign is your, it's very cl- closely tied to your soul and your emotional inner life. So that was just kind of, wanted to throw that in
0: there. So Aaron, after this, we'll be looking at his birth chart and figuring it out. <laughs> oh
1: my yeah, gosh I love it. It's so much more like in depth and complicated than I thought. There's just so much, there's so much that you can read into.
2: Totally. Um, well, I-, I went to school for psychology, so there's a lot of crossover mm-hmm. between the two.
1: So, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So, so my biggest question um, for you is, you like, you do have a brand, and you are, you really do readings like celebrity, pop culture, lifestyle, love, sex, like all those types of things. So, like what does a typical like day in the life look like? And like, what kind of like clients do you have? And what kind of like readings do you do?
2: Totally. Well, when you do what you love, you end up working all day, every day. Mm -hmm. So I am constantly on the hustle. And again, I take so much pride in what I do because I really feel like I'm helping people but also providing entertainment as well because you know whether I'm doing a show or a podcast or releasing some sort of you know insight into people's love and sex lives and I do really specialize quite a bit in relationship sort of astrology oh, okay. you know, love sex <laughs> and that's why you know I I've, I've been working with Cosmo because a lot of the stuff that I can I write about is very Um, you know, focused on human relationships, which is just, you know, such a a cornerstone of astrology because not only are we interested in understanding ourselves, we want to understand the other and how we interact with other people too. So generally, I do a lot of writing, and so I do work with all of the many public publications across the world, and so I write for them. So I usually Start my day, and I, you know, I pump out a lot of either pitches for certain publications or the ones that have already been approved. I will flesh out and write. Luckily, I am a very fast writer, so I don't know if you've ever read any of my very long horoscopes on my website, but they're very verbose and they're very uh-huh. in depth. <laughs> and but I like to give people details, and so you know, that's why some some astrologers. Will give you one line. I want to give you five lines, but give you insight into why these certain things are happening. Mm. So I do really focus a lot on the astrology writing, then I certainly do sessions with clients. And those can be, you know, on an individual one off session. Like let's say they want a natal chart reading or they want to know about their compatibility with a partner. Whereas I also have long-term growth packages where I can work with a client to really strategically guide them to get the things that they're looking for. And I work with people across the spectrum. I work with some of the most powerful people, politicians and celebrities and influencers and all sorts of very affluent people. And it's so crazy because when you're working in that world and I've been involved in Hollywood since I was very young. And even though I did Originally, grow up in the Midwest. I have obviously been having an entertainment career in yeah. multiple incarnations. I was a writer. I was a, I was an actor. I was a director. All of these different things, which obviously all feed into where I am now. But it's really cool because I'll be you know, working with people that I had been doing film with, you know, as an astrologer now. And when you're, like, in the world, they'll, they'll pass along your information. So I'll, like, wake up yeah. to a text message yep. from some yeah. big celebrity sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> they they, they, pa- they pass along your info. Like, I rarely have a celebrity submit through my website. It's always yeah. through word of mouth. And like I said, you know, that's how my past has really caught up with me in a really beautiful way. But I, I do sessions with you know, like I said, people all over the world, all different sort of economic and social, um, you know, tiers. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm really catering my services to my clients' needs. So that's why usually I would ask, like, what do you want to know today? What do you want to peer into? And that way I can prepare that beforehand and and really kind of uh, be as... Clear and direct about the answers that one needs. So yeah, so there's that. I also have been doing lots of shows. I do lots of media interviews, and I because I knew in my chart that there was going to be a lot of big media stuff coming, and I've been looking forward to it, waiting for it for like ever. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) like oh my god! So finally, I actually I I was like, okay, I've got to really buckle down and work out because part of the the appearance of of an individual is extremely important that's why i was like making sure that we're just doing audio today because i was like i would do my hair i you, <laughs> you know be good up. i was yeah,
1: gonna thank say you.
2: thank <laughs> you but uh, you know that's why so i've been actually training with my boyfriend he is a professional trainer and he is a big swole bodybuilder and i love him Music. a Capricorn. yes and yeah so we spend a lot of time doing that too so it's all sorts of. I'm always busy. I'm I'm meeting with my manager. I'm meeting with people. I'm networking. I'm doing events. And well, granted, not as many events now. But you know, I was doing a lot of really high profile profile events before. I was flown out to New York City and did a, a global reading on Halloween in Times Square. Like it's I, my life is very busy and active, and I would not um, want it to be any other way.
0: You kind of touched on um, like people coming to you and asking specific questions about their future. How do you handle like direct questions? And then is that something that you answer with specifics? Like, let's say something that I always wanted to know was when I was going to get married and if I would find love again. And so that's super specific, right? Like what day would I get married? Would I find love again? Are you super direct or um, do you keep it vague? And I know you touched about touched on destiny and kind of talking about that as well. Is that something that plays into that as well?
2: Totally. One of the things that I think has made me so successful as an astrologer is that I am very specific on time. And I feel like, you know, there's so many different ways of approaching the art form. Some people like to focus on the psychology of astrology, which is beautiful. Some people really like to focus on, you know, just destined, Events and the nodes, and all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like with me, I was very focused on learning about the predictive aspects because I have been very impatient and wanted to know when things would happen to me too. And so, the example that I always talk about when it comes to the predictive aspects like throughout my 20s, I had the most difficult time dating. Granted, dating as a gay man (laughs) in a big city (laughs) is awful, you know, but I feel like, I feel like as millennials, I feel like, you know, as uh, Gen Y, as you know, everyone dealing with apps and and replacement mm-hmm. culture, culture, that it just has made it more difficult for people to find lasting connections. And so, like I said, I was dealing with all of that, and I wanted to know specifically when I was going to find love. So I like looked in my chart, and I showed it showed me that it was going to be two years into the future, around like August twenty sixth of twenty nineteen, and I was like so pissed off because I was like, I'm ready, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's do it, you know, I'm ready, and then mm-hmm. I essentially, even if I tried, it wasn't gonna happen. Nothing lasted. So that same kind of precision is how I really focus on another people on, on another client's chart as well. And like literally that's the day that I met Dustin, my my partner. Wow. So yeah, I know. It, and it's crazy, but that that's what I'm saying is that I know these things are gonna happen. But had I just been sitting at home or you know, not putting myself into that vibration and using it, it would have yeah. made it much more difficult for it to come into my life because, you know, he wasn't gonna like bang down my door, I, and <laughs> I have, I have, you know what I mean. So it's like yeah. you got to know. You have to harness when. it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I talk about with free will is that you are equally in charge of creating your life, even though I know that there are certain destined things to happen. But it's, it's I do get that question a lot about when I'm gonna find marriage or love and that's why I say is, you know, I can see these, these planets are moving, there's a transit, there's a trigger. And so that is going to show that it's very likely to be there around there. But if you're going back to your ex, if you're repeating negative relationship patterns, if you are afraid of putting yourself out there, well, then you're going to stay single, then you're not going to find love. And so, like I said, you know, I try to really balance both aspects of the destiny versus the free will.
0: Oh my God, I got chills. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, like, I mean, I've always been into astrology since I was little. My mom is super into it. I'm Greek, so I always joke. I have a Greek astrologist I listen to and then several in the US. Um, and I just, I think it's amazing. It's very powerful. Uh, but also, I mean, it, it can help you through so much knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for a lot that you're going through. Um, totally. So
2: it's awesome. Yeah, and I think that it's it's really amazing to understand that we have a cosmic place in this universe and not only in the greater bigger picture of humanity, but also on a, a very small scale in our individual relationships. So, yeah, you definitely mm-hmm. brought up a lot of the
1: factors of what make this such a, a unique art form. Yes. Um, Iwana, should we do rapid fire? Do you have any more questions?
0: I was going to ask before we jump into rapid fire. Um, so Aaron is the Capricorn and I'm a Virgo and we've been best friends for a very long time. We've never argued about anything, wow. which is kind of crazy because yeah. as a Virgo, I argue with pretty much everyone. Um, <laughs> so just like surface level, uh, you know, talk a little bit about compatibility, compel- I can't even speak today, Compatible. Okay, Erin. Compatibility
1: between you and I.
0: Thank you, yes. Uh, And just very surface level, you know, how we work and, and maybe is there a reason why we haven't argued ever?
2: Totally. Well, for instance, you know, just looking at the sun sign, which you both brought up, you both are earth signs. I'm a Taurus, which is another earth sign. Yeah, so I when you Taurus. are, yeah, you know, I love the earth sign connections. <laughs> yep. I really feel like we get each other. And that's why I was saying, for instance, with my boyfriend, he's a Capricorn. I'm a Taurus. We already know that there's going to be that synergy. Granted, yeah. when it comes to very complex compatibility, there are so many factors to look at. But mm-hmm. even just on that first surface level, we know that you have certain traits and you like certain things about your lifestyle. And so we know that that common ground is going to give you that level place of at the end of the day you can relate with each other. And so you do want similar things. You want to build that longevity and earth signs are very focused on longevity. You know, we do want friendships that last forever. I have friends that I've had for, you know, decades at this point in time. I've had, you know, I, I love long-term business connections. I love long-term, mm-hmm. you know, romantic relationships. And I mean, I'm setting this up that I, I think that we and I could be together forever. And I would hope that because we're so in alignment. And so that's why I would say for the both of you is that, you know, you're both hardworking. You both have a practical side you know i would say that you're both also really reliable i feel like that your loyalty is very strong and you know at the end of the day you do want to make sure that you guys even if there were any sort of ruffling of feathers that you're on the same team and that i think is really going to show that no matter how your collaborative nature your business relationships your friendship evolves you can certainly be at each other's
0: side no matter what. God
1: God chills again.
0: (laughs) I know. I was like, that is completely 100% accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Yay. We always joke, we would be married, but- you know,
1: I'm gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: But
2: well, and I've had that with, with certain friendships too, you know, and I think that sometimes people really prioritize romantic relationships as the number one. And it's not just yes. like that. Oh, yes. It's so important to have really strong friendships yeah. and, yeah. you know, especially when Family can be somewhat of a difficult thing when someone Mm -hmm. has a different lifestyle choice, whatever that lifestyle is. And so we have to really surround ourselves with people that support us and empower us and make us feel like home. And I do think that friendship is just one of the most incredible and important connections we can find in this
0: lifetime. Yeah, we completely agree. Mm. <laughs> we're also both well Aaron's engaged and I'm soon to be engaged uh yeah, but we're yeah. both in relationships with water signs so we can relate to a lot of the struggles that we feel <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally what are the signs of your partners
0: so Aaron's partner is a cancer and mine's a of Pisces
2: course. of so, course that's <laughs>
0: yeah so it's, it's
2: rough. <laughs> well the thing about it is that it's interesting because that both of those connections are polarities Virgo mm-hmm. and Virgo and Pisces are a polarity, and then so is Cancer and Capricorn. So there is that sort of yin and yang energy. So even though you guys can be very different (laughs) and come from different places, sometimes there is still something that you're learning from each other. Whereas I feel like since both the two of you are earth signs, there is more of a harmony there's more of an ease rather than sometimes when it's like a war you're like oh yes. i'm just i can't why can't we get see yep. eye to eye and that's one of my favorite things about my relationship with dustin is that we are in that harmonious trying aspect we have a lot of that it's easy for us to work together it's easy for us to communicate it's easier for us to make decisions together rather than being like well i'm feeling slighted or i'm you know it's usually more (laughs) uh fluid
0: yeah Hmm. i dated a virgo once and that was difficult as well (laughs) i was like well never
2: again well it's funny because actually of compatibility when you talk about certain signs that are good with their own sign Virgo is one of them that can actually work with Virgo.
0: Which why is why I was so surprised but man that yeah that could have never worked. It was awful. I was just we were very different <laughs> Virgos. Um, yeah. Completely. But it was interesting. I mean it was nice to experience dating a a sign that was my own. And then yeah. now being with a Pisces, I mean, b- being with a Pisces is very difficult as a Virgo, but I appreciate the differences now. So totally.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you have such a beautiful transit that you're going into and that you're currently in, in regards to partnerships because Jupiter's in. We've Pisces. had a
0: long, rough time. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it really like going
2: to be 10
0: years of just hell. <laughs> it
2: was oh, crazy. well, I mean, it's going to be really. Yeah. a time of union, and I'm really looking forward to 2022 for all zodiac signs.
0: I'm getting married in 2022, so it's very exciting. Yeah, of course, (laughs) I
2: mean, literally Jupiter's gonna be in that placement in the sky, so that's really auspicious for you. You're gonna have a lot of happy things to look forward to. I'm
0: excited, wow, that just made me so happy.
2: (laughs) Great, so yeah. We planned
0: a little bit of rapid fire. Uh, If you're down it's super totally. easy um so i'll start first the first okay. question is what's your favorite thing about your specific chart
2: jupiter is conjunct my ascendant so i'm literally jupiter rising
1: oh. <laughs> yeah
2: it's one of the rarest aspects in all wow. of astrology and it literally means that i was born under the luckiest star Yeah, I don't really tell people that a lot because it sounds arrogant. (laughs) But it's true. Like it really, it's true. And that's why I, Mm -hmm. I feel very grateful. I really want to lean into that energy rather than being being like, bitch, I deserve it. You know, no, it's like, I just feel I'm just I want to live in a place of, of good vibrations. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. Do you have a favorite zodiac sign? I really do like all of the zodiac signs for different aspects. I do feel like there are certain zodiac signs that I don't surround myself with as much, but I would say, granted, I am a Taurus, so I certainly enjoy Taurus energy, but I find Capricorn to be the one that I'm most drawn to. Erin.
1: Yeah, you know,
2: I definitely, I've had so many friends that are Capricorns. I've had business associates and collaborators that are Capricorns, Dustin is a Capricorn. And my brother, whom is just like, he's definitely a, like a brother soulmate in my life. He's a Capricorn too. <laughs>
0: nice. So, yeah. If you could change anything about your chart, what would it be? Hmm.
2: I feel like every chart is made in its, its own beauty, you know? And I think that I've had a very difficult time getting where I am now, but also it was all there for a reason. So I feel like that's the same kind of approach that I take to everybody's chart. That's a really, really great question. I've never been asked that question before. So that's really a good thing to think about. But like I said, I think that even if there is something that's a little bit challenging in, in my chart or someone else's chart, it's there to make you stronger and appreciate your life more.
1: I love that. Nice. My last question, we are a cocktail-themed podcast, so do you have a favorite cocktail or go-to drink?
2: Oh my gosh, I haven't drank in forever. Or and
1: non-alcoholic version.
2: Yeah, I mean, I used to really love wine. Not that I'm against drinking, it's just it's not really as... <laughs> My boyfriend is a trainer so he doesn't really he's like calories <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. so it's one of those things where we're just very conscious of that uh, at this point in time but I feel like my favorite beer was Stella Artois which I haven't had in mm-hmm. years but Midwest. <laughs> that, and then I feel like if it was a cocktail I really did enjoy martinis so like maybe like a dry martini mm,
1: nice. vodka
0: yes and then so, um, my last question is, what zodiac sign do you think is the most misunderstood?
2: See, I can name things about every zodiac sign that's the most misunderstood. I feel like the mer- the thing that really just does jump out, though, is the signs that get the worst reputation, which mm-hmm. are certainly Gemini and Scorpio. Yeah, And yeah. every zodiac sign has really great traits and has more troublesome traits. But that's the point of you know, having the light in the dark, understanding that there is an important, you know, evolution that we have to go into as an individual and ultimately balance those things. But, you know, with Geminis, they're always like, they're two-faced, they're gossipy. And I say (laughs) that they're more just like open-minded and flexible and trying to, you know, create the right sort of opinion about situations, even if they can be a little dramatic. But then we also have (laughs) Scorpios too, which you know, these these individuals are very passionate and intense, which can sometimes lead on a darker vibration to being very vindictive. But also not every Scorpio is a vindictive person. You know? So that's why I feel like those are the things that really stand out when it when it's about like bad reputations. But yeah.
0: I always feel like Virgos get a bad rap a lot of the time as well virgo is one of
2: them i would say too.
0: yeah (laughs) i say virgo and people are like oh i don't know if i want to talk to you i'm like no i'm really nice i'm just very anxious and overthink everything i swear like i
2: love virgo energy i really do you guys are so giving so kind and granted i'm a Taurus, so i really resonate (laughs) with a lot of the way that you guys act and think and move and vibrate so you're all
1: good in my my stars (laughs) (sighs) Okay, well, tell everyone where they can find you online, how they can interact with you, all that kind of stuff. Totally. So,
2: for all of your in-depth horoscopes and astrology needs, you can go to kylethomasastrology.com. I release tons of information there, as well as have links to all of my important press, with like Cosmopolitan magazine mm-hmm. and beyond. My main place of interaction is on Instagram, so you can follow me at Mr. Kyle Thomas, M R K Y L E T H O M A S. I post daily horoscopes. I post power horoscopes I post all all sorts of goodies there and so that's probably the best platform to interact with me directly and then I do have Facebook as well but I feel like like I said Instagram is where to go if you really want your in-demand astrology (laughs) needs yes
1: (laughs) awesome well Kyle thank you
0: thank you so so much so
1: very much for coming on Um, I know we talked a little bit, you have lots of exciting things happening, and I know you can already feel it all and see it all, but we are excited to find out what is to come from you.
2: Thank you so much. You guys are so lovely, and I look forward to talking to you again.
1: This is Sip With Me News. I'm Aaron Carlson. And I'm Ioana Kecados. Here are the things you need to know from this week's Headlines. Florida Congresswoman Val Demings is eyeing a run for the U.S. Senate in 2022 against current Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio. Demings, who rose the ranks of the party in the past four years, will attempt to win her party's nomination to run against Rubio, a well-funded and highly recognized Republican figure in the party. Demings gained prominence during the Trump administration as she served as a House impeachment manager and was also a VP contender for Joe Biden's 2020 election bid. The Senate race in Florida will be a closely watched and expensive race that will pit the Trumpian Republican Party leadership against the Democratic momentum that swept several Southern races in 2020.
0: And the number of Americans seeking unemployment aid fell last week to 444,000, a new pandemic low and a sign that the job market keeps strengthening as consumers spend freely again, viral infections drop and business restrictions ease. Thursday's report from the Labor Department coincides with moves by nearly all the nation's Republican governors to cut off a $300 a week federal unemployment benefit that they and many business executives blame for discouraging the unemployed from seeking jobs. Those cutoffs will begin in June. Unemployed people have been able to receive the... And (laughs) unemployed... Fuck me. Okay, three, two, one... And unemployed people have been able to receive the $300 weekly benefit on top of the regular state unemployment aid. In addition to ending the federal benefit, most of the same states are also withdrawing from programs that provide jobless aid to the self-employed and to people who have been unemployed for more than six months. About 16 million people were receiving unemployment benefits during the week ending May 1st, the latest period for which data is available. That is down from 16.9 million in the previous week, and it suggests that some Americans who have been receiving aid have found jobs. And as the job market steadily recovers from the pandemic recession, consumers are showing more confidence and spending at a healthy rate. Most economists think that the economy could expand 7% this year, which would amount to the fastest annual growth in more than 35 years.
1: And turning to news ahead in the summer, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot this week announced the world-famous music festival Lollapalooza will return this summer at the end of July and at full capacity. Proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test will be required for the three-day festival
0: and an abrupt relaxation of mask policies has left workers at some retail and grocery stores reeling as they try to sort out what the new environment means for their own safety and relationship with customers. Kroger, the country's largest grocery chain, became one of the latest to announce that starting Thursday, workers and customers can stop wearing masks in states where mandates are no longer in effect. Other companies That have adopted similar changes include Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Macy's, Costco, and many others. Some workers have taken to social media, though, to cheer, and many have taken to social media to protest. Some don't trust customers or their co-workers to be truthful about their vaccination status, since most companies are not requiring proof. Others fear they will be judged if they leave their masks on, even though their responses for doing so are varied. The Biden administration has faced pressure to ease restrictions on vaccinated Americans in part to show the benefits of getting the shot at a time when vaccine demand has started to plateau. It's unclear though if the relaxed mask restrictions will motivate unvaccinated workers to now get their shot. Some may feel more at risk of contracting COVID-19 but others may believe they can enjoy the same privileges as vaccinated workers because no one is checking.
1: And those are your headlines for the week. Be sure to tune in next week for the news that you need to know now.
0: Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our recently released cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content.
1: And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social at sipwithme underscore. And be sure to join us next week for a very special episode where Iwan and I celebrate our one year anniversary and get to know each other for you.